0: this is your show and the views that we have on this show the experts that come here strictly appear here to advise you on how you can improve your business more importantly as we draw closer to the end of the year what are some of the things you're doing unique that should help you stand out after covid and all the different challenges that affected businesses through 2020. I, I keep saying 2020 was more like a mixed bag, yeah? So it's important that we look through on how we can reposition ourselves through November and December and try make some money to end the year. Now, quality products, once well marketed, can win clients. But innovation for every product gives an extra niche. And as most customers will tell you, they'll prefer a solution-oriented product. And that is why, on how to make money this week, we are revisiting a movable cottage that through innovation is giving a tourism sector a new look. You know what? This particular idea by uh, Amos Wekesa is is one that I think if the tourism sector can embrace entirely, we could cut out the space, but also have more people take it up just imagine having a cottage that is movable depending on where you want to have it let's run you through how to make money this week
1: it was important for me as a Ugandan to be one of those people that actually own accommodations in national parks of Uganda at that that time 2006 there was hardly any Ugandan who owned an accommodation inside the national park in this country and I thought that's wrong because uh, at the end of the day you a lot of Ugandans think that everything good must be foreign you know we, the foreigners must own the banks they must own the telecoms they must own the construction they must own so a lot of us Ugandans have very small dreams our dreams are you know, go to school, get a university degree, get a job after a job, um, get a piece of land, buy a car, marry, and wait to die. That cannot be a dream for Ugandans. And that dream is what has made this country suffer over years. That dream has made us look bad. That dream has given us a bad image across the world. And yet, God has given us one of the most beautiful countries in the world. He's given us so much resource, blow our soils given us so much resource in our soil and below, below the surface, a lot of opportunities on the land that so many countries like Dubai would dream to have. And it is us to be able to take advantage of the opportunities that God has given us uh, in terms of our great weather, the amount of water bodies that we have in this country, uh, the amount of tropical rainforests that we're destroying right now. Uh, and The only way those things are going to be protected is by us having to have ways in which we can earn from them long term as opposed to just cutting them down. How do we earn through those things? It's by through tourism. If you look at this country, we've got 10 national parks, 12 game reserves. Those are wildlife-based attractions. But the biggest attractions in this country are not national parks. The biggest attraction in this country is actually weather. We have an average of 28 degrees centigrade across the year. That's the best weather averagely, in the world. And when you look at tourism worldwide, the number one factor that people consider when they're traveling is actually good weather. Two, us, the people with our culture, the friendlies that we don't take advantage of as Ugandans, is much bigger than the national parks. Our water bodies, there's no country in Africa that has got as many rivers and fresh water lakes than Uganda has. Now, that's just an attraction that we've not taken advantage of. Anyway, let's go back to business. 10 national parks, 12 game results. We have less than 1,500 rooms in all of them combined. If you go to Kenya, Masai Mara, which is maybe 2,500 square, square kilometers alone, probably by the end of next year, we'll have 5,000 rooms. Now, one national park in Kenya will have three, four times the amount of rooms that this whole country has got. What does that mean? It means that we have not done enough to build, but at the same time, it gives us an an opportunity as Ugandans to think about investing. We should be waking up and invest in these national parks. Now, it is very difficult to try and raise capital in this country. I was blessed that I started out as a sweeper, became an office messenger, became a tour guide, and became what I am able to do today. But it's taken me 26 years of hard work. Now, to build that capital has taken me all these years. Now, an average guy may not necessarily have all that time to be able to build or have those 25 years on them to be able to build those, uh, to build this, whatever I've been able to do. However, we have a country that has people with a bit of money here and there, but cannot put up one full entity. People like myself as entrepreneurs, not just in tourism, must because I'm, quite a number of guys are watching, and those who are entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs should not be a felfish, so, very selfish approach. It should be an approach like this where you create an environment where everybody can come and be able to showcase the opportunities. Now, as Amos, I still believe that the best way to grow is to grow with others. So when we had a discussion, I said, okay, I have already locations across the country. Some are already built, some aren't built. So we're going to start building those that aren't. I could over time, build things myself. But if I get more Ugandans buying into having a container, for example, the first 10 containers are going to go uh, to Simba Safari Camp. Simba Safari Camp is already established. It has a restaurant, has management, it has swimming pools, has other rooms. Now, if a person buys one container, they'll have a code to their room and they are allowed to sell that container once a year one month in a year so you can come either stay there with your family or just enjoy it. the rest of the time you'll be able to sell it to clients so we'll be saying that we're getting clients and they may pay 150 dollars that will include the construction i mean i will include the maintenance cleaning the restaurant running the cost of electricity and everything else the owner will probably carry home about 50 dollars a night to occupy uh, you do the mathematics and say all right i will probably invest um uh i'll probably work 100 days in a, in a year out of 375 uh, days uh, 365 days whatever it is um that alone if you multiply 550 dollars, time was uh, uh 100 days in a year what's that five thousand dollars the at minimum that you'll be able to get now if i am a parent um and, and I'm having a kid that will need $5,000 for school fees, or a kid that will need $5,000 for school fees, I will have invested in a container. At the same time, uh, I'll be able to raise school fees for my children for, for that period of time. Now, for the amount of money you in there, our ask will be very clear. We will ask you to make sure that every time we have clients, you're able to pass the code to us, such that clients occupy occupied. One, it gives us security. Me as an, invest, as a, as a, as an entrepreneur, gives me a chance to know that actually somebody It gives me a chance to have someone have a second eye for myself. So the owner will have interest in making sure that he knows that the room has been occupied. Number two, I'll also know that someone's giving me an extra eye. Um, But if I have you, I have 10 more people who are helping me in marketing this concept, it actually improves our our operations as a business. Uh, And that's that's, that's what we're all discussing uh, this morning. If you don't dream, your children will have no dreams, your grandchildren will have no dreams. So people like myself, sometimes you work hard not because you want to eat. I stopped thinking about my basics, becoming hard for me a long time ago after I worked hard. Right now the thing is I work hard because I just want to be a good example if I can. And I've reached a stage of takeoff right now in terms of business. And this stage gives me a chance to be able to, you know, encourage people to do uh, things we're talking about this morning. You've got to dream. We have to aspire for bigger things. Now, uh, it also takes two, two two types of people. One, it takes the investor who thinks long term, uh, because one of the challenges for Uganda, one of the reasons why we don't grow, is that a lot of people think that I need to invest a hundred dollars and I need to make a hundred dollars the same day. That's not how life works. You know, I was re- yesterday I was writing on my Facebook page that board says I trained for four years to run for nine seconds. Some people. We'll do something for two months, and if they don't see returns in those two months, we we'll take off. That's how we think, and that's actually it describes who we are as a people generally speaking. So the investor might think long term. I mean, the, 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 the investor might think long term. Then you need an entrepreneur. So an entrepreneur is the guy who puts the whole concept together. For example, with these cottages, they're going to be put as Simba Safari Camp. The marketing is going to be my responsibility. The running of the place is going to be my responsibility. Why? I have. I have proof all containers are being uh, produced like Prosper has every talked about. So you'll be able to talk about, it's good for the environment. Number two, they're quicker to put together, especially after you are finished with the prototype like we have, it's quicker. Number three, if you want to uh, turn the site into something else, it's much easier to shift your container to another place. So there are factors like that that are, that are very important because uh the tourism industry specifically in adventure environment like national parks um, things change very fast and sustainability is such an important element uh prosper has been to some of my lodges if you look at simba safari camp and elephant plains in Queen Elizabeth national Park, the time i took over that place those were cotton gardens There was no single tree on the hill and right now it's a forest actually when you pass on the road to Guerra, you may not we organized that the Simba's fire cup next door. But it was only... Um, it was cotton. Uh, if you go to Primate Lodge, where we built all the lodge, all the rooms, it was grassland. If you go there right now, 100 meters, you won't see. It's just tropical rainforest. in the last 16, 14 years. So... And that's what attracts people. And those trees act as habitats for birds, for primates, for Big mammals like the elephants, forest elephants, buffaloes. These are very important uh, attractions for, for, for the country. Now, like I said, if anything comes up and you want to transform the place into anything else, it's easier to get up, carry a container, take it to another place. If your interests uh, are done in such a particular area and say, I am done with Kunezabes National Park and I need to invest, say, in Ginger, it's much easier for you to go to Ginger, uh, buy a piece of land on the Nile and be able to invest. And I tell you guys, young people, listen, listen. 16 years ago, I went on the Nile and I was buying land at $200 a acre in Jinja. And I remember telling friends of mine and I said, in Egypt, if your great-great-grandfather never bought land on the Nile, you cannot afford to live probably even a kilometer away from the Nile. We have the Nile here. We're all in Kampala, having fun, but you go to Jinja now. For 30 kilometers, it's actually called Mzungulen. I think out of 10 or 12 Ugandans who are on the waterfront, I took 8 of the Ugandans. And it took me so much to convince them that it's okay that the Nile is such an important element. When you go to Europe or US, I go to, I do do a lot of marketing myself, and you convince people that actually Nile starts in Uganda. People think you're so patriotic that you can lie for your own country. That's how bad it is. Now, you guys, the English took 200 years just to Looking for the source of the that's, Nile, that's, what, that's that's what happened. So, think as a people along the Nile, buy anything that you can get your hands on, all the way to Nimule. And the farther you go, the better because it'll be cheaper. 16 years ago, when I bought that land, no one, not many of you guys were, were, were interested in it today. Even if you came with fifty thousand dollars each acre, I can't give it to you. almost every part of this country has an attraction it either has a river a lake a mountain rocks you know good weather good culture good food every bit of Uganda is so blessed and I think that's why we will be poor we will never prosper because just God just over blessed us you know uh, and that's, that's that's a, a basic for you to and, and and let's take it serious Uganda has 48.9% of East Africa's arable land. You get Kenya, Tanzania, Uganda, Rwanda, Burundi put together. We have 48.9% of the fertile land. 85% of our land is fertile. And even the 15%, you can scratch and still get something. Kenya has less than 30%, but they export hundred times more than Uganda does. That has a beautiful land. It's us because we don't understand the blessing that we have. So that said that there's gonna be a lot of opportunities investment. Uganda right now, if we do the marketing, and even if we don't do the marketing, Uganda's numbers are going up. Our numbers at the airport, even without marketing, have moved 10 years ago from less than a million people, 800,000 people, to about 1.8 million. But even 1.8 million is only equivalent to more international airport in Kenya, which is in Mombasa. Uh, We're not there yet. But as the numbers increase, the the demand for the rooms also increase. You uh, also can see a number of international chains of hotels are increasing. I sit on the International Investment Hotel Forum, which brings together, uh, in Africa, I, which brings together all the, the big um, chain hotels. Now, b- before I went to start advocating for investors like uh, Hilton, Mario, to come to Uganda, um, Uganda had only one five-star hotel of international level, and that is Sheraton. Kenya. Four years ago, had 68 international chains of hotels with more than one hotel in the Kenya. And by end of next year, Kenya would have 88 international chains of hotels. Now, if you want to know a country that's doing business and is prospering worldwide, number one, you should look at the airport. How many international people go through the airport? If you have very few people going through the airport, you're just a poor group of people. Number two, if you have no international chains of hotels, you are a group of poor people. So you can speak as much English as you want, but you are poor. So those are, those are the those are the facts.